0: Jesus, please take us from this grandstand world. It's time we got into the game. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, the call. Father's throne Make all my wants And wishes known In seasons of distress desire Right. Parking Lot I used to spend quite a bit of time in various parking lots, praying intensely when I was going through an undefined illness many years ago. This poem was written at one of these special anointed places. God wants us to want Him. King lot so quiet now No idling motors do I hear No car door slams and hurrying feet no parking lot attendant near. And here it is so comfortable. These quiet moments under stars. And deep within my soul, I feel. This special time Within my car Yes, here within the parking lot Beneath the star-filled sky I rest my mental motor Let God's spirit flow inside the parking lot is much more than a place my car can stand the parking lot can be my place To find out who I am. I am grateful to Matty Palanen for his instrumental entitled, Angel's Redemption which I found at gemendo.com. I'm going to sit right down and have a little talk with myself. There are many reasons we conjure up as excuses so that we do not have to forgive. The main reason we choose not to forgive, however, is we are unwilling to trust. We have not as yet developed trust that God can and will handle the problem without our interference. There is a belief based on the world's agenda and operation that we are on our own here in this world and if something is going to get done, we're going to have to do it ourselves. And so it goes that if we have to take care of things ourselves, we are going to do it our way. Our way, however, is a pitiful one, lacking in divine wisdom and awkward in its execution because we do not have God's omniscience. In the Bible, it says that what we believe will come about. It also says that what we fear will come about. Jesus said not to fear many times, so it must be that fearing is a choice to fear or not then is within our control fearing is based on perception that something terrible is happening or about to happen instead of fearing we could it seems choose to dwell on jesus and the knowledge that all things work together for our good just as in that choice instead of handling the attack problem our own way with vengeance We could choose to forgive. The reason we don't, in either case, would be we think our decision to fear or our decision to attack back is the better choice. We, it seems, are challenged when it comes to our ability to trust. We need to go through these mental gymnastics or we will think we are victims in a world where we have no power to overcome by choice. This simply is not true. All along the way on our life's path, there are decisions to make regarding what is happening to us. It is just like one of those video games, and our little marker is choosing all the time whether to take the path labeled fear, or the path labeled faith or trust. This marker is also making a choice as to whether or not to take the path labeled vengeance or the path labeled forgiveness. We are these little markers in the video game of the world. In it, we make decisions that are leading us either into the monster's pit of fear or leading us into a battle in which there are no winners ever or, praise God, we are choosing a different, narrow path in which we begin to see the light of God and really know His strength is real. In many other ways, our lives here on this planet are like that video game. Jesus said not to judge by appearances. In saying this, He must have been giving us some information we can use. Appearances say that death and destruction terrible woes, and unavoidable, horrible circumstances are fact. Jesus said we are not to judge by appearances. If they were fact, he might have worded it differently, saying something like, though they are very true and something you hope to avoid but will be unable to, I want you to do your best not to worry about it. Think of me instead." Imagine under these conditions that there is no video game being played on this world and that everything we see is absolutely real and horrible. That would render Christ's almighty power impotent, for in those conditions he would not be able to change a thing. For you see, reality cannot be changed. As God, then, he would know that we can only be consoled in it, not helped. In those conditions, then, God would become a passive, uncaring force who, shrugging his slumped shoulders, could only ask us to carry on the best we can. He would then tell us, how can I change the reality I've already made? You must do the best you can to fare in this world. There is nothing I can really do for you. This, then, is the scenario when there is no video game and life really is merely what we are seeing. This, too, denies the statement Jesus made that we are not to judge by appearances. Instead, he would be saying, Judge by appearances because everything you see is actual fact not to be raised to question. As I've said, God in this case would have no power. Jesus did not say that God has no power. He told us to not judge by appearances. He also told us with God all things are possible. In modern language, he could just as easily said life on this planet is like a video game we are observers playing the best we can as we stare into the various fields that cross our line of vision and make our choices daily but our senses reveal incorrect information all the time there is no time when our evaluations are accurate because even when our senses and understanding seem to be right on, the data they collect is inadequate. Our carnal mind and senses can never know the whole picture, but only enough to get us into trouble. Throughout this huge video game we are playing, however, are scattered opportunities to cease judgment, and turn things over to Jesus, who relieves burdens and makes things right, not by our power, but by His power. Jesus heals. We of ourselves often do nothing but harm, even though at times our motivations are intended to be good. When these moments of clarity come, we are raising our heads above the video game and looking with awe At our magnificent God who can do all things. The problem of judgment boils down to our thinking we know a lot more than we really know. Truthfully, we don't know squat. We base everything we do on the premise that the video game of appearances we are playing is the only reality. If it were the only reality, then God could not even help us. But He can and He does. If only one miracle ever really occurred in this world, then everything we have believed is true based on appearances must come under scrutiny. When Jesus multiplied the fishes and loaves, He was not following any laws we were familiar with. We would say, based on appearances, that what he accomplished was impossible. But, according to the Word, he accomplished this twice and, who knows, perhaps numerous times. He was outside the perimeters of our limited logic and understanding. He was on another path, not the one that everyone else was on. His marker in the video game was not little at all but mighty and powerful as the Son of God. As He promised to each of us, then, He can dwell within us as we dwell within Him, and we, too, can choose Him instead of choosing to be little markers, fighting, attacking enemies and circumstances that bowl us over and leave us in so much pain. If what we fear comes about, as is stated in Job, then it is not pragmatic to fear. We should not fear and turn to Him instead. When we do that, we are no longer dwelling in the land of appearances, leading frantic lives in which we are squabbling with others and being tossed to and fro. We can learn to see things in a different light, Christ's light dwelling within us, which always shines. Christ dwells within those who have accepted Him and are willing to believe that He is no wimp. Can we know with all certainty that He who changed the water to wine, He who multiplied the loaves and the fishes, He who healed the hopelessly sick and even raised the dead, can heal our situation as well? It is in the knowing this that the power resides. Our not-knowing this is what causes us to fear because really it boils down to our being afraid or not. Fear is knowing something is true that is going to jump out of the closet and scare the bejeebers out of us. We need to know differently. Knowing Jesus instead, when fear seems to be the only choice is what heals us, or minimally, at least gives us peace of mind as he lifts our burden. The video game is won only when Jesus and his mighty power is brought into it. Otherwise, there are no winners, only people who hopelessly agree with the world's appearances, and walk forlornly on the paths this fallen world has set before them. They are defeated because they think there is nothing else. It is in the knowing that there is something else where the miracle occurs. We mustn't judge by what seems to be real. Period. Why? Again, if it were, then no miracle would ever be possible. The miracles are the reality, not the depressing and limited appearances of this world. A switch in focus is required by us. We must stop hoping and start knowing the truth, which Jesus said would set us free. We must stop thinking this is reality and God's mighty power may or may not be a part of it. Instead, we must start knowing God's mighty power is reality and this world is a world only of appearances, which is what Jesus said. I said all that because I want you to understand the reality of God so that when I say we must forgive, we are motivated to do this. Do not be afraid to pound your desk with your fist, then hit your head lightly with the heel of your palm and exclaim, You mean I have to really forgive? Absolutely. We really need to do this. When this is done, we are making an effort to see beyond appearances, and God will bless this effort, confirming the value there is in doing this. How about asking God to help us in this process? In prayer, say, Oh Heavenly Father, forgiveness is a top priority for me right now. I really want to forgive, God, but the appearances have made it next to impossible for me to do this. Although it really looks as if you have abandoned me and left me to my own devices to fix this situation, Father, I can't do that. You have promised that if I forgive, I will be forgiven. Lord, I want to forgive so that I can know without a doubt that you forgive me. Help me, Lord, help me. He will come, and he will answer, and we will know the truth at that time. If we, however, have shut the door to his reality by believing in the appearances of attack, we will have made a false reality that, though it appears to be built on a firm foundation, will teeter and fall, hopefully this time driving us into God's loving arms. This happens time and time again. We have many opportunities to come into Jesus' arms. For those heaven-bound, the question is not whether or not we will choose to know God's reality, but rather, when will we choose to do this? How much pain can we take? This pain is not divvied out randomly by an uncaring God, but this pain is caused by our own judgment and condemnation, so unfitting for a child of God. We must stand firmly believing that all of God's children will find salvation in Jesus Christ through the blood he shed on the cross for each of us. If others have no hope, we must have it for them. Our prayers must be hopeful, not condemning. We must pray believing that those who cause us suffering will find Christ. And if they have already found Him, we must pray that they are reminded of His passionate love for them by our forgiveness of them. And we must hope that the lost or forgetful will eventually choose to accept Jesus or remember that He is their Savior. We must pray they will perpetually confess all to Him continually giving their lives to Him, just as we have. If we choose to believe there are some who will never find salvation, then, because of Matthew 7, 2, we will be condemned to believe we will not find it either, even if we already have our salvation through Him. Doubts will arise, questions about the reality of salvation will seem to drop into our hearts and minds, though they are unwelcome. If we fail to love others, we will doubt God loves us. If we fail to forgive, we will feel unforgiven ourselves. If we see others as condemned and hard-hearted, others will see us that way and we will feel condemned. Our attitude of acceptance, our attitude of forgiveness, our attitude of hope and joy for them is what will draw all men unto the Lord. We will have a sweet and light countenance and others will be attracted to us not repelled by our dark spirit. The lost will sense our love and be compelled to know why. It does no good to believe that some will be condemned to fry in hell for eternity. Take the road less traveled in this world and forgive others unconditionally so that we can know God's forgiveness ourselves and we will not be swamped with doubt remorse, or self-condemnation. Utilizing Matthew 7, 2 for our benefit, then, we would want to know that others will soon be experiencing the strong and loving arms of our Lord Jesus Christ, thereby inviting God to show us the security of His arms. This will not fail. So, go ahead and sit down and have a little talk with yourself. Say to yourself, I want to forgive this person now. I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. Spend time forgiving this person every chance you can. Giving new purpose to every red light. New purpose to every time you are standing with your shopping cart waiting for the checkout. New purpose every time you are waiting for anything. There is no need to believe this world is all there is and life is not going to get any better. That is believing in the video game of appearances. Jesus came to bring us abundant life and it can begin now. Believe this is true. Believe it now. You will soon observe that you have walked outside the path in the video game of the world and are more happy and hopeful with joy that spills from your heart splashing on everyone around you. You will find you are no longer subject to the world's strange ways of doing things, but are now residing in Christ as He resides in you. At last you are doing unto others as you would have them do unto you, and increasing the circle of forgiveness as it covers the world, wiping out the bloodshed, the vengeance, and all the controls and devices that make this world what it is. This world is merely a video game with very few choosing to follow the narrow path that leads out of it. Jesus is the only way out. He is the truth that releases us from its clutches and He is the abundant life that we can acquire as we choose to dwell only in Him despite the appearances of doom, disaster and all the other pains and discouragements this world would show us. Praise God. Jesus, please take us from this grandstand world. It's time we got into the game. We're so tired of this grandstand world where feelings never seem to change. Sometimes this world seems so unjust, I think we'll find, I hope we'll find, that through your mind, the sidelines aren't for us.